This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it as we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good afternoon. We are live and our phone lines are open. If you have a rare or interesting item you think might have some special value, you can call in for a free assessment right now. Our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, you can call toll-free 1-866-740-4740. That's 1-866-740-4740. So whether you have some antiques or collectibles, sports memorabilia, some gold pieces, coins, jewelry, earrings, who knows? Maybe it's a silver piece. Maybe it's old uh, art. Whatever you have lying around your house. Maybe it's been in that family for generations. If you're curious about its value, you can get some expert advice on how to sell it and what it might be worth. That expert you know from Storage Wars Canada and A&E's Northern Treasures, he's Paul Kenny, and he's not live with us in studio. He is at the Oakville Antique Show at 1280 Dundas Street West. Paul Kenny, how are you? Hey, really, really busy. Hey, it's, it's, I'm surprised. I want to get more people out here. There's still three hours to go on this show. And like I say, here I'm walking around this show. This is actually kind of different for me. I'm sitting next to a, a chest from 1725 from Austria. We brought back from our Austria ship trip. Mm. Next to that, I've got, you know why we talk about those old uh, vintage telephones? There are people here with them in all sorts of different colors. I've been telling people they're worth $25, $35. They're on sale here between 65 and $175 each. Now, do you I'm mean like a two? Stuff. Like Pardon? a two piece, like a wall hanger telephone, like one on the wall? Or what? what when you say classic or antique uh, phone, what era are you talking? Yeah. Um, no, no, these are the old, old, old color ones from 1970s. Oh. You, um, like a yeah, rotary that, phone that's like blue or orange? That one's orange, one's red, one's green. Like I'm walking up here, there's, there's a booth here with 25,000 pieces of costume jewelry in it. You know how we tell people they should be selling their costume jewelry? Yeah. If they think costume jewelry's dead, it's not dead. I'm looking at the booths right now. It's a shame. They were on radio instead of television. I could have a camera because people would be seeing this stuff. But they could come down here, 1280 Dundas Street West, and actually see the same stuff I'm seeing. Like there's a whole booth here of all perfectly refinished pine furniture. Mm. I'm looking at bronzes. I'm looking at lamps. I'm looking at bar- um, little um, vases. You know what's not here, though? A lot of china and dishes and glass. Really? You know, there's, not, there's not that much dishes because... It's a it's a higher end show where people they're trying to get that extra nice piece, like another another I'm just looking at another ten cases of amber jewelry, silver and gold, and I'm not even at my booth yet, which has got that stuff. I've got 
Uh, we've got Rolex watches, Protect Elite watches. I got. We've already sold two sets of sterling since we've been here. It's that kind of a a busy show. And we got paintings, everything from two hundred dollar paintings to twenty five thousand dollar paintings in the sh- at the show. So. So it's a cloudy Sunday. Are you suggesting if people are just curious, you don't have to be a hardcore collector, just something to do? It's a good show? There's enough to see? Oh, yeah. Now, this is, you know what? Somebody's going to call up and they'll ask me what something's worth. Here they can actually see what someone else is actually selling it for, which is kind of neat. Oh, you know okay. What I mean, there's a guy here. There's, I'm looking at the booths right now. It's got 300 oil lamps. This guy needs, a, needs another hobby. Maybe 400. <laughs> I can't even tell. You know? Like and then there's another one with uh, antlers and and another one with 45 more cases full of jewelry. It's actually one of those things where people. I'm here getting a little bit of an education. You have to do these shows and to see what other people are selling it because when I when someone asks me a question on what something is worth, there are two ways to answer. The one's the insurance value, and the other one is what does it actually sell for? Yeah. You know how we say that. You know, one's a never never plan, and when the other plan is like. Out the door, say no more, as I call it. Right. But we've had, we've costume has been very, very popular here. Um, we've been selling gold, um, gold uh, jewelry chains and stuff like that. But just not at not at jewelry show prices. This is the thing at a show like this. People go and buy stuff in big box stores. You buy a, a set of bowls. You know, you buy it from China, and we're cheap as cheap. And oh, Bogart's got a question. One fifty. So this is a problem with live shows. I guess <laughs> um, actually that's the people in the room buying stuff here, eh? No, of course. So, and Bogart is with you. I didn't realize that. So um, th- uh, we have a uh, tons of people are calling in. They all want to get some information. But the exciting thing about Consignment Heroes today is that you're live, actually doing your job, which is putting value on rare and interesting antiques, buying and selling today. And you're at twelve eighty Dundas Street West in Oakville. It's the Oakville Antique Show. People can go right now. They can meet you and see some of these items that you're talking about. I should also point out that you also have a YouTube page. So if you go to YouTube.com and you can uh, look for the keyword for what it's worth and you'll find a series, I think you're up to like 40 different short videos where you're showing some of the rarer collectible items that Canadians generally fall in love with, whether it's a Bobby Orr autograph or the oldest and largest check ever cashed in Canada. You have the actual print of it, the actual uh, check that it was written on, all sorts of antique gold and silver collectibles. You can go to YouTube and look up for what it's worth. If you are listening right now and you go, well, you know what? I have some old antlers or I have an old uh, uh, orange-colored rotary phone. You're telling me these pieces of garbage are worth money? Yes, they are. They're not garbage. They're collectibles, antiques. Uh, you can give us a call, 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Brian in Toronto. Paul, Brian in Toronto wants your attention first. Brian, how are you? How are you doing, sir? Not bad. What do you have? I have a coin to which uh, is not a, a numeral coin as a dollar coin. It's like a remember coin of uh, R.T. Arnold G. Rockefeller or uh, Diefenbaker, sorry. Sounds like a metal. Say, uh, say Rockefeller on it? No, Diefenbaker. Oh, Diefenbaker. No, and they're, be they're on, the by... opposite, on the opposite side, it tells how he was born in September 18, 1895, died August 16, uh, 1979. Uh, it was the Prime Minister of Canada, and then be it. I noticed I missed something yep, on yep, the yep. one side. Okay. It's a CBC coin. Yeah, now on, is it a pewter color? It looks like a piece of lead or a piece of tin, pewter, or is it silver or gold? It looks like it's about 14 or 18 carats. It's kind of a great card. They were put, I think, by gas stations. They're worth about a dollar. It's about 
how many trimesters we had. Okay. Jeff Brown, I think in the 70s. Yeah. Um, they don't go for a lot of money. Okay. Because there's a lot of people could get them for free, and uh, they they're not worth no. I and I apologize. Well, Paul, as worth. you say, you know, if it was made to be commemorative, it's probably not going to be that valuable because people realized what it was and hung on to it. They're probably less. Uh, there's way more of them, sort of thing. I just know oh, yeah. it wasn't tarnishing, so I figured it might be gold. No, oh, you're no, saying no. it appears to be gold. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, no, gold. Okay, I'm going to tell this to people out there, to all our listeners. Gold does not tarnish. If it tarnishes, it can't be gold. This is like a little-known trick. Silver will tarnish. Tarnish is an oxidization of the metal, like rust is, or tarnish on silver. But gold, it's either dirty, but if it tarnishes, it's not gold. So that's like a tip that everyone should know, actually. Yeah, that's why we all know silver polish, but not gold polish, because silver yeah. goes black. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's why you can leave a piece of gold in the bottom of the sea and let something crust over it, but it will not tarnish it. It will not deteriorate. Brian, one, that's why gold's so valuable. Sorry, go ahead. Brian in Toronto, thanks for your phone call. Our next caller is Greg in Mississauga. Greg, you're live on Zuma Radio. You're listening to Consignment Heroes. What do you got? Well, I got some vinyl acetates. Is there a market for this? Acetates? Of course there are. What You're going to have to slow down. I'm the dumbest guy in this room. What's an acetate? You remember that little, that little box on the, on the table that used to spin around with these vinyls on them? That also that? doesn't help. Sorry, Paul, what are we talking about? Oh, no, I thought he meant, when I mean, when I think acetate, I think that's a pre-production record. But no, he's no, talking no. about the old, old um, records like Edison's and stuff like that. No, Unfortunately, they do for modern-day records, too. Oh, no, but is, is this an acetate that's a pre-production acetate? That's the one they print them, they press them from. Yep. The ones they press them from, that's what I meant. transfer. Yeah, if the band is a big, and people, if you have a Pink Floyd acetate or you have a Beatles acetate, depending on the sub, the bigger the band the acetate's from, the more money that you can get for because there are more collectors out there. If yeah, it's yeah, an acetate that, from um, some yeah. garage band that's, uh, that only has 14 followers, and that includes their mom and dad, that's not going to go for a lot of money. So, Greg, but who do you have? So, you mean I can't get these 14 arguing over one band? Pardon? Hello? Wait, Greg, oh. what bands do you have? Oh, I got some Floyd, uh, some early Beatles, and uh, a lot of... Come them. and see me. Please keep them in good shape. Come and see me. I can help you. They're in good shape. And I'd have to depend on what bands they are, which record company the acetates were used on. Acetates are very valuable. Oh. As a general rule, there are people collecting them because there's generally one, two, three of them, and they're, they're not something they made a million of. Right. And if you're yeah, a Beatles collector, like I would say a Beatles acetate is probably going to be worth north of $1,000 without even thinking about it, mm-hmm. okay? Because there are enough Beatle collectors out there who are going to want this. So, Greg, it sounds like you're in the money. So what we're going to do is we're going to put you on hold, and we'll make sure that you have Paul Kenny's store information. Of course, he has a store. It is uh, on Young Street in Richmond Hill. It's at 10,341 Young Street, Toronto, Gold and Silver. You'll find Paul and Bogart's face on the sign outside the door. Again, the location, 10,341 Young Street. That's 10,341 Young Street, just north of Major Mac in Richmond Hill. Our next caller is Jennifer in Guelph. Jennifer, how are you? Good. What do you have? Well, I was calling about a Guelph City dairy milk bottle that I have. Oh. Um, nobody's ever heard of it here. What I've been able to find out about it is something to do with the Scobes dairy. Okay. 
there are a lot of people who collect dairies. Is it embossed or is it um, it's, just it's lettering right in the on it? Like it's not etched in the glass. It's molded on the glass. Okay, like then this is better. Okay. I'm not sure about the Guelph Company either. I'd have to look, actually to do a little bit of research on it, but there are a number of people. Probably, if they're not a lot, if you can't find it on eBay and you can't find any of it around, that means you've got a, maybe a possibly a rare item. This is going to help you a lot. Uh-oh, my Bogarts called me back to the booth. On, um, I'm actually trying to find something. I'm going to a glass guy here and see if he has a Guelph Series um, um, bottle here. But no, he doesn't. On, um, on something like that, probably about 100 to $150. Oh, wow. If it hasn't been around, because there are enough people, there are enough golf, golf collectors, Cambridge collectors, southwestern Ontario collectors. This is what people want. They want to buy something. You live in Guelph. You want to get a piece of Guelph history put on your fireplace. This would be the perfect item. Yeah, I'd say for sure. People who live in Guelph generally love Guelph and all its history and heritage. So you're in a good city to own a rare item like that. Yeah, even the museum hasn't heard of it. Really? Well, yeah, I really? found it in okay, the room. my hundred dollar Now I'm wor- now I'm worried it's from Guelph, North Dakota, or something like that. You know what I mean? And it ended up in your town. <laughs> no, I'm in Guelph, Ontario. <laughs> no, but the bottle might have come from Guelph, India. We don't know. That's what I'm saying. No. On, uh, I would like to see it. I have a friend. I have one specialist that helps me with glass. If you uh, call me during the week, I can probably get you a price on it. But okay. the idea is the museum doesn't have the piece, and no one has has um, donated it to the museum. That's either it's got no value, but the way you're saying there's a rare, I'm going to put the value to probably north of $100, maybe $200 bottle. Yeah, it becomes quite a novelty then. Okay. Yes. I don't know no, if I like want to, to part with like it, though. It. <laughs> no, but we definitely want to find out more about yeah, it. Definitely. I mean, if it was a dairy that only existed, uh, you know, for one year and then you know, the company broke up because the famous, you know, some sort of famous affair between the owner and uh, the cattle farmer next door's wife, that'd be great history to have. <laughs> because if no one's heard of it, it probably wasn't around that long. Again, assuming we're talking about the right Guelph. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Jennifer, yeah. thank you for your phone call. Thank you. Okay, That's so actually a great call. Yeah, okay. now I, I want to know if anyone knows anything about a Guelph dairy company that might have, you know, you think the museum in that city would know more about it. Maybe not. Who knows? Uh, but you are listening Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio, and this is a show all about stuff. And on the line, we have the star of the show. He's found fame and fortune dealing in other people's stuff, specifically identifying value that other people overlook. You know him from Storage Wars Canada and A&E's Northern Treasures. He's a big TV star, and he's live right now at 1280 Dundas Street West at the Oakville Antique Show. He's wheeling and dealing this hour, but you still get his ear if you have a question about a rare item that you own that you think might have some special value. His store is located at 10,341 Young Street. That's in Richmond Hill, just north of Major McKenzie, 10,341 Young Street. You can also call the store during regular workweek hours. Here's that number. 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-GOLD. More of your calls straight ahead. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. 
Call 905-737-GOLD. Southworks Antiques, one of Canada's best antique malls, just got better by moving to a better location. Across the Grand River in Cambridge at 73 Water Street proudly stands the new Southworks Antiques. 25,000 square feet of antiques and nostalgia with an intriguing history for sale by over 100 vendors. Visit southworksantiques.com for directions. Then park free and check it out. It's a new beginning for a lot of old stuff at Southworks Antiques in Cambridge. Open every day of the year. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Hi, Paul Kenny here, Consignment Hero. Boxes are truly amazing things. They come in all shapes and sizes, and they do a remarkable job of storing your stuff. And the folks at Mississauga Cartons know how important it is to find the right box. For over 35 years, they've provided thousands of satisfied customers with a wide range of packaging, boxes, and shipping materials. I use them. So should you. Mississauga Cartons. Check them out at mississaugacartons.com and be a hero like me. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. We are live in Liberty Village at the beautiful Zoomerplex. The star of the show is off-site. He's at the Oakville Antique Show. It's at 1280 Dundas Street West, but he's still fielding your phone calls. By the way, if you have a rare or interesting item you'd like a free assessment of, you can call him right now, 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Our next caller is going to be Gary in Guelph. Gary, how are you? Gary? Hi. Hello. Hi. Um, I'm trying to uh, locate a locket, a Victorian-style locket, push, the push-button type, like a man's pocket watch. And okay. I've been hunting for about the last 20 years to find it. Every antique store, wherever, it's just like they totally vanished off the face of the earth. And Weird. they were very popular uh, back in the 40s and 50s, and it just seems like they, they've just disappeared. Okay, now does it have any hair in it, or is it just a locket with a picture in it? Well, I'm looking for. I'm looking to buy one. With oh, you're looking uh, to buy one? Okay. Yeah. You can still and buy them. I'm trying to. Think. You're saying you can't find it anywhere. You know something? I'm willing to bet at this show there's got to be ten of them. I'm, I was actually been. What I was thinking about I was waiting for a call for someone actually to call and ask what something worth. I was going to walk over to the booth and say, "Here's what it's selling for," but this is almost as good a call. I think there'll be probably ten or twenty lockets in this show, in different places. If I go to different booths. Because there's about 15 different jewelry dealers here, silver lockets, gold lockets. This is where the customer, the, the client, the listener is going to find his best chance of getting something like this. So, Gary, and you're in Guelph. He might make it if he left now. Because yeah. I've, been, I've been looking for a long time to try and find one. I find all kinds of them that you pry open with your fingernails. But I'm looking for the one that has the buttons that, that the face pops open, just like a pocket watch. Okay. You know what, they, what you should do is call me at the store tomorrow. I'll track one down for you for sure. Generally, they're going, if they're going to be like that, you're going to have a mechanism that's going to be gold. 
And if it's going to be gold, you're going to have to pay a little bit more money for it. That's all that's going to happen. It's usually yeah. made out of 10 carat or 14 carat. You will not find it out of 18 carat usually. Yeah. The other or thing it might I be had, 9 carat. Pardon? The other thing I had was a, the other thing I had was a, uh, is a Prussian coin that somebody's virtually destroyed. They took a silver uh, sugar bowl, cut the bottom out, and soldered the coin into the thing there. And the date on the coin is in 1686. Mm. Yeah. They did that a lot. Uh, the Victorians did it. Um, it would be on the bottom. It's, they didn't wreck the coin. But they were just, that was their way. The coins at that time, remember, the silver was maybe a dollar an ounce. They didn't really care, and it made it look good. And uh, something like this, they still sell for the silver weight, but you cannot get the new. They've wrecked the coin, yes, but a lot of times they use what are called jeweler's examples. Someone made a bunch of the coins up to look like that coin. If you look at it really closely, you say it looks like it, but it's not quite it. Oh, interesting. They did the same thing with gold sovereigns. They did that. They made the gold sovereigns in rings, and a lot of people bring them in. Now, they're still worth it because they're 90% gold, but it's made what we call jeweler's examples. It looks very close to being a sovereign. An expert like me can tell the difference, but the general public won't. And they're meant to fool people that they think they can get the money for the sovereigns on it. Interesting. Okay, Gary, thanks for your phone call. We're going to go to Sylvia in Guelph. Sylvia is on line three. We were talking about rotary phones are suddenly collectible and valuable. I'm told that Sylvia has a a pretty rare color. Sylvia, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. And how are you? Pretty good. What do you have? I have a pink rotary dial bell telephone. It's from the 50s, and I just wondered if it was valuable. Interesting. 50s or 70s? Is it 50s? 50s. Okay. Because um, they also made it right to 70s. I'm looking at one right now at the show, standing right in front of the booth. There's a pink one right here for $125. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And there's a great. So that's one of those things where someone, if you come to the show, the orange one is 175 Oh, wow. The brown one, the yellow one, $75. And the red one is $85. And I can't find a black one. They've so, got colored ones here. Wait, okay. Paul, is this guy who's got all these old rotary phones, is he explaining, what, is there like a USB port that people have some modified so you can use them off your cell phone or something like that? Is it just to have them look good? You can still use it in your house. You have a landline, yeah. Yeah. But who has a landline? Is it my grandmother had to have a pink phone to match your pink bedroom. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so $120. That's way more than I would have guessed. Thank yeah. you very much. That's no, very interesting. I think he's modified them so that they'll fit onto, that you can plug them in. It has to be a landline. But I've got one here that looks about, people are going to have to go back a long way. Some of our listeners, remember the old four plugs? They have four prongs on them instead of uh, two? No, no, I'm just guessing someday some tech geek will come up with a way that you can go from your phone to connect it to an old rotary phone and make it work somehow. I don't know. No, you know, it's two different systems. One's on, without getting too technical, one's on a crossfire system, which is almost, uh, and the other one is on a, a photo light system. Okay, so fine. they are two different, so they can't be done. Sorry, Ben. All right, well then, fine. Just a Bluetooth speaker and a microphone in, you can install it in an old rotary phone and use it that way. How about that? Yes, that'll yeah, do. That'll okay. work. Okay, our next caller is going to be Lori in Caledon. Lori, how are you? I'm good. Um, Paul? Yes. Yes. I'm just wondering if you if there's any um, if old tennis rackets are worth anything. I have three here. One is called, I believe, Slazinger. It's in the original. old tennis rackets. Slazinger. Yes, yes. And they the other sell. one is a Dunlop in a yellow leather binding case. 
They're now, old. I, I know, but they're mainly decorator now. They'll have the cat gut in them, and they're mainly decorated. We've sold them some of the uh, the old ones, old new, as I call it, 1970s and 80s ones by certain players. Mm-hmm. We get up to 150 to $175. Mm-hmm. Most of those old Dunlop and Flasigers, unless it's a special model made by such and such a person, yeah. is going to be about $25, $35. The one um, Flasinger says right on it, made in England. Made in England. But I, what has happened is, like, say you had a pair of hockey gloves that was endorsed by Bobby, by Gordie Howe. Mm-hmm. Well, people who collect Gordie Howe are going to collect those hockey gloves. And now say you had a, um, I'm not a big tennis guy, but a tennis star from 19, Arthur Ashe. Okay. Was a, and a, it was an Arthur Ashe tennis racket. Mm-hmm. Then that would be worth money. You might get a little bit extra for something like that. Okay. okay. Great, thank you. Yeah, I guess no wall art is where that's going to get end up on somebody's somebody who loves tennis. They want it on their wall, some vintage rackets, just you know, near the closet yeah. where they keep their tennis bag. It'd be my guess. Yeah, I, I, actually, talking about that, just one second before we go on to the next call. Um, people who have anyone who's got like old sweaters from the Toronto Maple Leaf fate hockey team, or even the baseball, the flannels, any of the old jersey. If someone in the family. I uh, used to play in the NHL or uh, OHA or uh, uh, the baseball leagues or football, CFL. I'm always interested in that kind of stuff. The actual jerseys, like I said, the uh, jersey out of the 50s could be worth $25,000. Could be worth 15000 but it depends on the condition. Yeah, we had a woman but, call in a couple of weeks ago, right? Wasn't her uncle? Yeah, Howie Meeker. Howie Meeker, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she was shocked to hear some of the values of some of his old uh, sweaters and jerseys would be worth. But Howie mightn't give it to her unless she's a real close niece. <laughs> well, maybe he wants to sell them, right? Why, you know? He... Oh no, maybe no, no. But there are people with rings. Uh, Stanley Cup ring from '64 would probably uh, Toronto would probably be worth fifteen thousand. Wow. There's only about there's only about uh, one hundred and sixty dollars worth of gold in it. Not that I would ever melt it, but it's probably gonna, it would sell for that much money depending on who the player is. And there are those there are people with these stuff at, in their houses right now. And it's just, uh, a lot of people say I wouldn't sell that, but maybe for fifteen thousand I can change their mind. You know what I mean? That's right. And by the way, you are listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zoomer Radio. I'm in the Zoomerplex. Paul Kenny, the star of the show, he's at the Oakville Antique Show, and it's at twelve eighty Dundas Street West. When does it run until? It's run until four o'clock. So you still have time. Is parking free? How much do they charge me to get in? I think it's eight dollars to get in, a dollar to get something off the site, but it's worth it. You know something? Just for I'll guarantee that someone will look at the first booth and say this was worth it just to see this stuff. You know? I mean, they go to malls, and yeah, it's free to go into a mall, but the, the, the stuff is all made in China. Can I say that? This stuff isn't. This is real nice stuff. This is handmade stuff. This is stuff that was made two hundred years of loving care. Mm. I, I'm, a, I'm a, the ultimate recycler. I mean, I, I actually believe in this stuff. That is better to buy quality. When you're buying cheap, there's such thing as buying cheap and cheap. Well, I like leverage and I like deals. Is it a good time to go in the last hour or last few hours? You say, hey, wait a second. You want to pack this table back up? I want it. How about half price? Well, you won't get that, but you can uh, cash always speak. It's an opening offer, Paul. Encounter it, you know? Yes, huh? I'm just messing with you. Uh, If you want to call the show right now for some advice, a free assessment on a rare item you might have, 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, it's toll-free. You can call us right now, 1-866-740-4740. That's 1-866-740-4740. 
Paul Kenny and his son Bogart run a store. You can visit that during the week and regular work week hours. It's located at 10,341 Young Street. That's 10,341 Young Street. They also have a YouTube channel. You can see a lot of their rarer or more interesting items. They actually do quick videos. Show them close up. You go to YouTube and type in for what it's worth. From there, it'll give you a whole bunch of searches. You can click on his actual channel. That's the name of the channel for what it's worth. And you can click through all sorts of rare coins, hockey collectibles, uh, autographs. You can see this stuff close up like you never could. Uh, also, we should tell you that uh, our phone lines are jammed and we got to get back to business here. Our next caller is going to be James in Scarborough. James, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. And what do you have? I got an old rotary phone, but it's <laughs> black. Oh, Okay. He's got an old black rotary phone. It's a northern... Um, Telecom? Yeah, northern electric. Northern electric. And oh. it was yep. back in 1954. Yep. They sell for around 25 to $35 a black one because a lot of them... Do you know they were guaranteed for 40 years? Is that right? Jap- Japanese phones, and all the systems were only guaranteed for two years, but northern electric... Or, and uh, before it was Northern Telecom, guaranteed them for 40 years. And I think they're going to even last longer than that. Wow. So well, this, this one still still works because I use it uh, occasionally. Yeah, no, they look great. Yeah, but the, the black ones, is, uh, every house had one in 1965. You got to remember that. You know? And, uh-huh. Oh. So they uh-huh. still sell. They're still worth money, which I find shocking. We talk about this all the time that. You know, when you're close to it, like, Paul, you're deep in these different markets, and sometimes markets are just made. Sometimes these items become interesting after time. Rotary phones are suddenly worth something, it appears. So oh, yeah, the great decorator item. Sorry, James? Is it worth about 30 bucks? Oh, I didn't hear what you said. Is it worth 30 bucks, you think? Yeah. yeah. What is it? Sorry, sorry, Ben. My Ben's on. We're going to tell me. $27. Twenty-seven dollars is what do no, you? No, 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 no! I'm selling something else here. Sorry, Paul. I'm selling PL sets. How much is this black phone worth? Is it worth thirty? Is oh, his question? Thirty, twenty-five dollars. Twenty-five. Twenty-five, and we'll pay fifteen. There you go, James. Okay. All right, thank you for Sorry your phone call. About that. There's people all around me asking questions here. Okay, go ahead. Okay, Bill in North York is our next caller. Bill, how are you? Hey, Bill. Yes. Hey, man, what do you got? I've got two old Chinese vases. Mm. Chinese? So, yeah, so actually, I, I sent an email off to you guys uh, last Monday. Oh, I haven't been this week with uh, doing this show, and we had two tragedies in our on our staff. I have not seen an email all week. I will be oh, looking at emails tomorrow. Sorry to hear about your tragedies. It wasn't for me, but to my staff, had, we had some problems. They had personal tragedies. That's the best way to put it. Yeah, now unbelievable luck, staff. by the way. I talked to you a few times this week. I could not believe it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Sorry to hear about all of it, by the way. Yeah. But I will um, I'll begin to the emails late tomorrow afternoon because we'll be coming back from the show, which is just, uh, and it'll take a while to unpack and pack it up again. So, Well, tell us more about the vases. Back. How do you know they're Chinese? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I know they're Chinese. I, I used to, uh, I did some research on them through the internet. So, they're like from the 1600s. They're from the Kanchi period. Oh, sorry. I saw those. Okay, I've had some. Sorry. No, my staff actually, because of the importance of that, they had someone take a look at. We have them sent out to someone else to actually verify what you're trying to do from the phone. You're talking about not radios. They're vases, right? Yes. 
Jeff Bezos, yeah, they're, it's a yeah. pair of bosses. They're, they're in kind of rough condition, but uh, one of them's all stapled together again. But uh, considering how uh, old and rare they were, so I figured it might be worth something. But. Yeah, around the turn of the century, a lot of China, uh, sorry, China like in dishes and uh, porcelain was repaired with staples. And um, for a long time there, my wife only collected China that was repaired with staples. She said someone to repair this must have really loved it. Um, yeah. Valuable pieces would have been repaired with staples. It does take away from the value, but I'd rather have it repaired with the staples than someone trying to hide the repairs. Oh, you interesting. Know, some, okay. of the, some of the people who restore stuff now and they try and pass it off as perfect, and you know it's been repaired and restored. I will take a look at them, but I'll look at them in, in earnestly tomorrow, late in the day or Tuesday morning. Okay? Oh, no, that sounds great. I, I very much appreciate it. And getting back to other business, Gwen, who called in a couple of weeks ago, I did take her cups and saucers. They're online right now and getting bids. Oh, cool. Yeah, very good. This is a customer, a client, a listener who is very, very happy. I think she'll be very, extremely happy by the time we're done with this. So the, the but, good news is for Bill, the wheels are in motion. Your, your email yeah. was received and it's getting reviewed. So there you go. You didn't miss the email at all. By the way, if you have a rare or interesting item and you don't want to appear live on a radio or be heard live on a radio, you can always take a picture of it and send it to their email address. And people do check it. Uh, (laughs) Just take the picture and send it to the email address, sales at torontogoldsilver.com. Sales at torontogoldsilver.com. Maybe you have an old tractor that you can't get to the store, but you do want to show it off and get a real-time market value of it. That's a good time to click a picture and send the picture to sales at torontogoldsilver.com. Say, hey, I want to sell this. How do I move it? What might it go for? Those sorts of things. Our next caller, by the way, is, uh, oh, it's going to be Barbara in Mississauga. Barbara, how are you? Oh, fine. How are you? Not bad. I'm told you have a pretty interesting item. Um, well, I think it's uh, an Olympic um, uh, jacket. Uh, it's Adidas, and it says Chile 62. From 1962. Now, the Olympics would be in 1960 1962, or 62. 62. 52? Wait, sorry. 62. 1962. 1962. Was Adidas even around back then? I, I no. don't know. Um, but uh, that's what it says on here, that it was actually was made in, I Oh, where was it made? Anyway, it says on the inside that um, it's uh, made in Vietnam. Okay. So I don't know whether it's real or or what. I don't know. Yeah, that adds up. And it says Adidas has been around since 1949. So who knows where they would have outsourced manufacturing back then. Uh That might make Uh perfect sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's it's in beautiful shape. In fact, when I bought it at, uh, I guess it was the Salvation Army, and I didn't even notice for a long time um, <coughs> that it says Adidas Chile 1962 quite discreetly above the pocket on the left-hand side. So okay. it's in Is there a name shape. on the pocket or anything? What is the motif on it? What is it? Uh, you said you know what? It doesn't jacket. say anything. It doesn't really say anything about Olympics at all. It just says Adidas uh, Chile 62. So I figured, okay, well, that, would that be an Olympics that took place in Chile in 62? I don't even Interesting. know. No, there Interesting. was no Olympics in Chile in 1960 oh. and 64. Back then, they only had Olympics every four years. Oh, okay. Um, World Games, Pan Tokyo, Am. Tokyo and, uh, oh, 1966. Oh, okay. so it was, was there. It was in Valley, I think, wasn't it? And, um, yeah. No, 1962, they're taking license here. This is a reproduction. Um, 
Oh. There was no Olympics in 1962, okay. either winter or summer. And then, of course, the other thing that was interesting was it said that it's made in Vietnam, and it's like, I don't think we were, you know, that we were having things made in Vietnam in 62. I right. Think. Yeah, that was just before the the war, though, yeah. Yeah, could it be World Cup? Well, you're saying if it's made in Vietnam, you got your... Oh, the good news is it's still a jacket. It'll keep a breeze off you, right? That's the, that's the plus side. Oh, it's, it's beautifully made, beautifully made, and beautiful uh, zip pockets and... It, it's great. I, I probably I wouldn't sell it anyway. Probably well, it depends on the price, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So, okay. So not Olympic. Okay. Thank you so much. Take care. No Have problem. a good day. Love your show. Oh, thank you. Our next call is going to be Brian in Toronto. Brian, how are you? How you doing, sir? Pretty good. What do you got? I have a book. It's called The Wandering Jew, Volume One. Uh, there's no title page as for a date, but it's got a handwritten from a doctor, Halbert, January 1906. Hmm. Elrod Hubbard? No. Halbert. Halbert. Ah. Not Elrod not Hubbard. No, no. Halbert. Okay, sorry. Okay. I would have to check that now. Because I'm not in the studio right now, I'm at this show here, this is something I can't do. You'll have to call me back next week with this one. Okay. And I can help you out next week. I can't help you right now. Alrighty. All right. Thank you very All much. Right. Our next caller is going to be Diane in Orangeville on line two. Diane, how are you? How are you? Pretty good. What do you have? I have inherited 14 albums of old stamps. Three Ooh. shoe boxes and two bags not sorted. The, one, the albums are all in plastic and the shoe boxes are all in plastic and they're all from what country they're in. I just wondered if there's any value. Okay. Now, what was, sorry, I missed the very first thing of that. What was that you had? Sorry? She has 80 years of a stamp collection and 14 different albums that she's inherited. Oh. Okay, then that's, uh, that goes to our expert. Um, he can do it in, in 10 minutes. It will take me 10 hours. So you'll get a much better deal from him. Um, so, Diane, the short answer is yes, it probably has some value. And uh, yeah. what are the era of the stamps? Because as a general rule for this show's purpose, we say prior to World War One, that's generally more valuable for stamp Some collecting. of them are prior to that. Oh, there you go. Then you can bring them in to us. We can take photos. We, we're in contact with them. He'll come in and praise the whole thing. He'll give you an idea if it's worth going any further with it, uh, what the overall value is. Uh, people have been very happy with the service we do on stamps. You need a true uh, person who's a true collector on these. Um, the stamp values are generally going down, though. Something cataloged at uh, $50, it's hard to get $10 for it. Okay. That's the only thing. But you might have stamps in the worth 5000 <laughs> yeah, is there one stamp that's singled out? It's all alone on a page or something like that. Something no, that makes no. you think it's more interesting. And then from all over the world too. Interesting. So maybe you just maybe he's grabbed a stamp yeah. from different places that they visited. Something like that. Could be. The other thing is, I was going to say is that um, if she's got a very valuable stamp and it catalogs at twenty five thousand, then that stamp you'll get twenty four thousand for because the valuable ones. It's a run of the mill lower end stamps better the harder ones to sell interesting okay so diane uh, i guess our advice is you should pack up the car with all of these albums and uh take a drive over to the store toronto gold silver it's located at 10341 young street in richmond hill just north of major mckenzie the store's number is um 905-737-GOLD. But I'd hop in the car and just drop it off make sure it's all secure and 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 then wait for the expert when, when is the stamp guy in there paul comes in about once every couple of weeks. Okay, so there you go. And 
we're not getting enough stamps for him because it's a special trip. He does this as a favor to me. He's honest. He's found $500 stamps for people. Um, I trust him. That's the best thing in this world. you got to trust him. Yeah, and Diane, you're going to have to trust somebody. I know. <laughs> because there's no way you're going to go Google everyone. Thank you so much. Diane, thank you so much. Uh, our next caller is going to be Georgette in Cambridge. Georgette, how are you? Hi, I'm fine. How are you? Pretty good. What do you have? Okay, I have an old Canadian Tire uh, catalog, Fall and Winter, 1941-42. Is there any value to these? Yes. There is? There is. Okay. Yes. Okay. And um, the stamp is still on it. That was well uh, part of the stamp that was uh, it was sent. Okay. And yes. Also the order form inside. Okay. Now, and with the game tire, when they first came out with the catalogs, they weren't catalogs. They were actually maps. I think about 1927. So this is near the beginning of when they started making their catalogs. Catalog that used to sell for about $150 if it's in really good shape and the pages are still supple. Um, probably in today's market, they'll be about 100 And they made them every year. And people are, those early years are always harder for people to get because there was less stores back then. Yeah. And with less stores, I mean, they made less catalogs. They made less catalogs. It means less of them survived. So you have a true collector's item right now. Okay. Okay. So would it be well, like the Sears catalog? Like, what did Canadian Tire sell toys back in the day, or was it just be like, oh, oh you're getting oh, a tire iron? It's just amazing oh. to look at that. I don't think there were toys, mostly car parts and that kind of stuff. Interesting. Oh, no. so, Everyone, it's the Sears. Well, even yeah. was a good catalog, but the Canadian Tire had your car parts, and it had some hockey games. It had Canadian Tire has been one of those companies that the catalog is worth looking at. It's actually, it'll take you back to a time when prices were cheaper and what was valuable. Hmm. You know, like they had the old hockey games. They have um, what the tools were back then. I, I'm sorry, I, I enjoy looking at them, but they weren't as thick as they are today and not as flashy and glossy. I'm guessing so, about 1,000 people right now goes, what? Old Canadian Tire Catalog, $100? They'll be rummaging through their basement all afternoon, I would guess. The best stuff's always in the basement, Ben. People come in, I come over to people's houses and I like stuff upstairs. Get me to the basement. It's stuff they've forgotten about for the last 25 years that they don't think is worth any money. And that's what sometimes what the value is, the comic books or the, the old um, uh, uh, Stanley Cup program from 1960 that they don't know is worth $250. You know, that kind of stuff is just sitting there. And they're just saying, I, I went to the game. It's in the bottom of a trunk. I got a $2,000 comic once out of the bottom of a trunk. The person was selling me the trunk, and they were really surprised that I wanted actually the comic that was in it, and I didn't want the trunk. <laughs> You're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. We are live this uh, cloudy Sunday afternoon, but lots of exciting calls. And if you... Uh, have a rare item that you're curious about. Maybe it's an old ticket stub from the 1960s. Some of those are going way up in value as collector's uh, items. Maybe it's an old uh, piece of porcelain. Who knows? Gold, silver, anything you have lying around your house or in your basement especially you think might have value, you can call in right now for a real-time market assessment from an expert who deals in other people's stuff. Our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Hang in there, Earl. You're next on the on the line. We'll get to you when we return. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. 
They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Southworks Antiques, one of Canada's best antique malls, just got better by moving to a better location. Across the Grand River in Cambridge at 73 Water Street proudly stands the new Southworks Antiques. 25,000 square feet of antiques and nostalgia with an intriguing history for sale by over 100 vendors. Visit southworksantiques.com for directions. Then park free and check it out. It's a new beginning for a lot of old stuff at Southworks Antiques in Cambridge. Open every day of the year. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Hi, Paul Kenny here, Consignment Hero. Boxes are truly amazing things. They come in all shapes and sizes, and they do a remarkable job of storing your stuff. And the folks at Mississauga Cartons know how important it is to find the right box. For over 35 years, they've provided thousands of satisfied customers with a wide range of packaging, boxes, and shipping materials. I use them. So should you. Mississauga Cartons. Check them out at mississaugacartons.com and be a hero like me. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. We're broadcasting live from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. I'm Ben Mercer in studio. The star of the show, Paul Kenny, is live on location at the Oakville Antique Show, which is open till 4, by the way. If you're looking for some fun this afternoon, you can get out there. It's at 1280 Dundas Street West. Our phone number here is 416-360-0740. Our next caller is Earl in Toronto. And Paul, yeah, you asked for hockey jerseys? Yes. You might have a good one. Earl, how are you? Not that bad. How are you, sir? Not bad. What do you got? I have a, a, a 1943 Circle Montreal Canadian sweater. Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's 44, and it was made by the Heritage Foundation CCM. I guess it was CCM that made it. It's mm. brand new. It's never been worn, right? It's, I won it in a raffle about 30 years ago, I guess. You know. Okay, but it's not a player's um, jersey, right? Oh yeah, it is, but it's like it's like the replica jersey. Yeah, it's a real jersey in 1944. Okay, it's a real. Thing, but it's, it's, okay. it was it's redone, right? It's brand new. So it's a it's replica. It's a replica, yeah. but it's an old replica. Mm-hmm. Like here's where we talk the difference. Say you have, if you have a jersey that was worn by Morris Richard from uh, 1953, that's worth 100 G's. Okay. If you have a replica of a Morris Richard jersey, even made by Heritage, even with his number on it, it would be worth $200. If it was signed by Morris Richard, it would be worth $700 because he's no longer with us. Okay. But there's the old jerseys. I'm saying if someone played, I mean, if someone played in the league, if you have a, a relative or something like that, these jerseys should not be thrown out. Uh, even the contracts, a contract from 1940s for Maple Leafs, 
and someone who's played with the Leafs back then is going to be signed by Frank Calder and, uh, and the Leaf executive from the league. It's going to be worth approximately uh, six to seven hundred dollars, maybe up to fifteen hundred dollars, depending on who the player is. Any of this old kind of memorabilia is always worth money. See, we have people here listening to seven forty right now. But, right. No, they're in the background. Is that the guy in seven? Yeah. So. With this thing, with your jersey, you probably sell for they sell for new two hundred two twenty five. Nice, you want it in the, in the raffle. It's probably retails right now about one fifty. A dealer might give you seventy five to a hundred dollars. Okay. Okay. Earl, thanks for your phone call. Thank you, sir. Uh, Susan in Alton is our next caller. Susan, how are you? Very well, thank you. And what do you have? I have a fifty inch metal. Coca-Cola sign, circa 1955, and it's in mint condition. Whoa. I, I wrote uh, to Coca-Cola last February, but I didn't hear back from them. So I heard of your program, so I thought I'd give you a call. So let me ask you a couple quick questions before Paul gets his hands on you. So is this the red, it's like a big button? Is it round, circular? It's a big button, like a big round. Yep, uh, okay. It's red and white. And it just says Coca-Cola, the bottle shouldn't have any writing on it for that no. era. Is that right? Yes. Coca-Cola and no writing on the bottle in the background? No. Yeah, so you got, a valuable, you got a valuable sign. Any chipping oh, on it? How big is it, 50 inch? Yep. 50 That's inch. a better size. Than the yeah, standard is 36 for that. Oh, goodness. Yeah. On right now, on the condition on that, if it's got no enamel chipping... And they, Coca-Cola will not, because they made them, you got to remember, every town had 400 variety stores. Half of them had the Coca-Cola, half of them had some kind of a chocolate bar in front of them. And they used to give them away free. And people ripped them off. When this, if the store came down, they would take the Coca-Cola button and the owner would take it home. Oh. Because they were in good, but because they were outside, some of them get really weather beat. If you have one in really good condition, I've seen them up to $2,500. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, now, it, it is. depends it's on the condition. condition. Pardon? It's in excellent condition. I'd like to see it. I've got a couple of customers that like that. Anything, you have as low as five. It depends on the market. It depends on if, if there was a, a whole chain. Sometimes people discover whole warehouses full of some of this stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah. Susan, how did you I'm, get your hands on it? Uh, my husband bought it. Well, he's passed away. My husband sort of bought it uh, years Sorry. ago, probably in the 80s. And we were going to hang it up, and we never did. And then we had a fire at the restaurant, and we I still hung on to it. Wow. Okay, so Susan, it sounds like you have a very valuable sign. Mm. Yes. So you want to be careful about how you sell it. Yes, yes. Yeah. Get two quotes. Remember what you say on this show, and I mean it all the time. Get two quotes. Even if it's my, I'd like to be one of the quotes, but at least get two quotes and take the higher one. But okay. get two quotes whenever you're selling something like this, okay? okay? Yeah, and because Susan, I, haven't, ahead. I was going to say that uh, this is something where you probably, I don't know, you want to put it in an auction or consign it because um, who knows, right? The answer is who knows what it might be worth, right? What about Kijiji yeah. if I stuck it on there? Uh, uh, no. No. Oh, you can. You're welcome to do whatever you want. But what I would do on this, find, before you put something on Kijiji, I even tell these when I go to people's houses, if you want to do that, before you put it on Kijiji, at least find out what it's worth, okay? Because okay? you don't... If you have something that's worth $2,000 and you put it out for $100, the person who comes to your house is not going to say, I'm going to give you $2,000. They're going to give you the 100 you asked for. Mm-hmm. Knowledge is king here, and this is why we try and help people. We tell you what it's worth. What you do with it after I tell you what it's worth, okay. it's up to you. 
Okay. Right. And Susan, people are going to want to see it in person a lot. So even people who go out and see it and maybe it's not what they're looking for, they're going to want to come to your place, look at it. You got to arrange all that. It's a big pain. And on top of that, there's a bunch of Coca-Cola collector weirdos coming to your house every day. You don't want that. Or I wouldn't want that. I don't know. You could do it. Sure. No. But anyway, get it get it assessed because there are Coca-Cola experts. People live and breathe this stuff. Okay. So, yeah. so I'm sure Paul, if he doesn't have somebody in, uh, you know, with him at the store, he can put you in touch with. I'm sure there's there's probably a hundred Coca-Cola sign experts within a hundred miles of us right now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Susan, thanks for your phone call. We're gonna we're gonna put you on hold so that you get, make sure that you get Paul's number. His store number is nine zero five seven three seven gold. 905-737-GOLD. The store is located at 10,341 Young Street, and if you have a rare, interesting item that you want Paul to get his eyes on, you can click a picture of your Coca-Cola sign or your rotary phone or whatever it is, click the picture and hit send to this email address, sales at torontogoldsilver.com. Sales at torontogoldsilver.com. Our next caller is Tony in Brampton. Tony, how are you? Hi. What do you got, man? I have the uh, last uh, Toronto Telegram newspaper and the first Toronto Sun newspaper from uh, back when they were uh, published. And they're, they're in pristine condition because they've been uh, stored in uh, uh, light-proof uh, bags. Hmm. Okay. Is there any going to have to do here, these, though? Uh... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, is there any value on these newspapers? They're going to be valuable to your great-grandkids. Make sure they get them. That means oh. you can't sell them today. Keep them in the family and give them to them. Okay. okay. Because in today's market, a lot of people have that. It'll be great to put on the wall or something later on. But at this moment, a lot of people save them. Because it's like when I, I tell people, the kiss of death is when someone says something is a collector's item or collector's edition or something like that. That means a lot of people say, oops, I'm going to collect this. And they collect the one thing, and they can't, They have it until they want to sell it. It's not rare. A lot of people collect it and put them away. Okay? Okay. So, and I'm just trying to help here. Yeah. But it's, it's a nice conversation piece for what it's going to cost you. It cost you a dime back then or 10 cents. You get, give it to your grandkids and hand it down. Okay. You know, and said, I got this, and I thought it was going to be worth a lot of money. In the year 2096, let's see what it's worth. And your grandkids will tell you. Yeah, How's maybe that? more time. More time might make it valuable. You're well, saying at a glance it's not something you want to sink a bunch of money into. Yeah, they have to no. age. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tony, thank you for, for your phone call. And you're that's right. another thing. If, if, you, you know, if you spend eight hours understanding the item you own and you know it's like 25 to $50, but it took you 10 hours to sell it and all sorts of time, might not be worth it. Uh, marketing is an expensive thing. You got to be around. You got to answer that phone call. You got to show off that old thing. That's something you got to calculate as well. Is it worth your time? Uh, Rob yeah. in Mississauga. Rob, how are you? Great, great. Thanks for taking my call. I know I've got very little time here. I've got this old cigar box from, uh, I guess it's from Havana, and it's La Preferencia. It's, it's what makes it unique. It's got this amazing mural on the inside of it of this, uh, I guess, uh, Cuban lady dressed like a queen sitting on all these different cigar boxes. Uh, okay. But, it, but inside of it, it's got uh, a couple of postcards. Uh, from Coney Island, very old, from the Manhattan Postcard Company, showing the parachute uh, ride. Very nice. Okay, here's what I get to say in two points. Cigar boxes are collectible depending on what the image inside them is. If you have a hockey team inside or a baseball team photo inside, they're issued for very little short periods of time. They can be worth $1,000, $2,000, $3,000. 
you know, normally, if it's got a really pretty uh, uh, image on it, it's worth between 10 and $25. Your postcards, and the general rule for this postcards is Upper Boot, Manitoba is going to be worth more than Coney Island or downtown Toronto or Niagara Falls. When, when people go traveling, they always send back postcards. So your big areas are not good, like Toronto, uh, like I said, Niagara Falls. Paul, we got to hustle. We got to hustle. Final thoughts. Final thoughts? Come and see me this week. And this was a really great show today. I had a lot of fun. And I hope you the show continues until 4 p.m. He's at the Oakville Antique Show. It's at 1280 Dundas Street West. For eight bucks, you can get in, say hello, and get a look at the items that are left. Special thanks to technical producer Sebastian Hearn. Everyone have a great day. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.